Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. So I want to kind of um, pass on today, hopefully something that I will help us if we let it kind of sink in. And uh, hopefully it doesn't confuse you or anything like that. I try and keep things simple because with three kids, everything has to be simple. <laughs> Nothing can be complicated. You know, getting a shoe on is an important task that needs to be made simple. So um, Velcro it is. You know, I don't care about shoelaces right now. Maybe when they're 18, they can work that out. But right now, it's Velcro. So um, I want to talk about uh, a page or maybe a map. Sometimes in church, we talk that we have a map of church or a map of life. But I want to talk about the pages in our life, the page that we sometimes refer to uh, when we think of our relationships, the page I, that kind of starts to guide us and we kind of think that's how relationships should work and that's how I behave, that's how I think others will behave in relationships. Maybe it's a page on finances, you know, how finances work, how, I, how my kind of aspirations, where they're grounded and where, where things stem from. Maybe it's a page on, on the church itself and Jesus, the relationship with God. Um, we all have different pages, maybe a page on health, you know, what, what you deem to be your kind of, this is who I am when it comes to health. Um, and they're not necessarily wrong or right pages. You know, uh, one of my favorites uh, that I can think of is, is when, you know, driving, and we have the, the ring road very close to our house, uh, the ring road round about the McDonald's, if you don't know where that is, I hope you know now. Um, and and there's, a, there's a point in a ring road, and certainly that one, where so if you're going round York, it has a point near to the roundabout where it enters into two lanes. Then yeah. you hit the roundabout and then you come out the other side and you've still yeah. got two lanes. Yeah. Now, I don't know about your page when it comes to driving etiquette, but <laughs> some people, I'm not saying who or if I know anyone like this, but some people think, you know, if there's a queue, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go on that right hand lane, get as fast, even if there's not a queue, I'm gonna just use it to get ahead of everyone, cut in at the very last moment, praying that there's gonna be some small car that will give in to the temptation of letting me in and get on with the journey. That's someone's page, you know, I mean, if anyone's been in my car, I don't need to comment right now. Other people's page think, you know, there's, there's two lanes, we appreciate that, but actually, there is only one, because it's gonna go into one, so let's stop pretending that there's a second lane. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna stay in the one lane, and actually, if I've got a big enough car, even a lorry, I will straddle both. I'll attempt to do it, but it's a bit ridiculous when you're in a tiny smart car or something like that. But they straddle thinking, I'm not gonna let anyone pass, because even though there's two lanes, I don't believe that there is. Um, so it's funny, you know, there's different pages, and I think I do switch between the two. Sometimes I'm in that lane, I'm thinking, why is everyone got to go, shoo, shoo, shoo. And other times I'm thinking, I'm late, I'm gonna go there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if you see that as a sin, I can't find it in the Bible yet. Um, please don't look too hard. But we all have different pages um, of life. And this morning I wanna talk about getting on the same page. And the reason why I wanna talk, talk about it is that when we're on the same page, things just go, all that bit easier, yeah. all that bit, you know, we go further, there's less resistance, yeah. uh, things require less effort, it's kind of like we have a bit more harmony, um, you know, we start to work better together, we can go faster, you know, there's some other analogies like singing from the same hymn sheet, you know, it sounds better when we're singing the same song, or even harmonising in the right harmony, or, you know, we're rowing in the same direction, you know, one, one people rowing in one way and the other go the other way and just go around in circles. Yeah. Um, we start to accomplish more because there's a common page that grounds us together. Yeah. And ultimately, I think we can enjoy life much more because we work from the same foundation, the same place, the same page. Yeah. There's a guy called Patrick Lencioni, and he's a great author. He writes uh, for business books, um, but he is a, uh, a Christian, I believe. And uh, he has this, uh, this phrase, and, and uh, we, 
I like it because it says, if you could get all the people in the organisation or the church rowing in the same direction, you could dominate any industry in any market against any competition at any time. Yeah. Wow. That's how powerful it is when we actually have that unity in working together, that unity of being an agreed kind of set of standards. That's why we went through the values so that you can, in one sense, get on the same page of understanding what shapes global, what make, what informs our decisions. And those values are really important. Some of you, excuse me, you know, may have made it down to the marriage course and in that we even talked about getting on the same page as a couple. You know, sometimes, you know, you're on different pages when it comes to parenting. You know, you've got the soft one and the harsh one, the good cop, bad cop. And, you know, that's, that's all right if you've agreed that that's the role we're going to play. It's just awful when, you know, it's like, hold on, <laughs> this isn't allowed. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. And so it's important, you know, in marriage, in relationships, that we, we hopefully work to getting on the same page. We often say in any marriage prep courses that, honestly, like, you're in love now, but when you get into marriage, you will find just how different one another, each of you are. Like, I, I mean... I know, we need to celebrate Barry and Anita. I mean, I don't know if they made it last night, but 50 years, come on. Barry, I'm so sure. I mean, it's 17 years ago. Um, but, you know, marriage is this amazing thing. I'm getting on the same page when it comes to our food or our diet. Honestly, one of, you know, this doesn't happen in our household at all, but, you know, when I grew up, you know, you, you had savoury stuff and sweet stuff. You know, sweeties kind of were like the luxury, but they definitely came post-savory, post of main course, yeah, whether that's yeah. a cheese sandwich or even just anything, uh, they come after. Anna didn't kind of come from the exact same background, so she's quite flexible. <laughs> oh, you want a yogurt now? Yeah, no problem. Or like, you know, you want some sweets? Go on. And we, we try and like, you know, work out how we're actually going to handle food and diet just in parenting and stuff. Uh, maybe we've got to be on the same page when it comes to finances. Yeah. You know, how we spend, how we restrain. Yeah. Again, oh my goodness, you know, if someone who's like, spending all the money the other person's like whoa 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 uh, you know it's a recipe for argument recipe for uh, all sorts of things that aren't going to be uh, necessary fun being on the same page when it comes to our future because yeah. um, these these help in my mind facilitate joy they help facilitate yeah. us to get in the, the fulfillment out of life that god's intended for us the alternative that i see about you know well i'm going to have my own page and you can have your page is that we then start to create parameters and boundaries and rules and regulations and things so that we don't kind of enter into each other's page and we can kind of keep it separate and that's the way they do it. But if we keep working like that across so many spheres of our life, our, our, my fear is that we start to move and drift apart rather than come together, which relationships are all about coming together yeah. rather than keeping the exact rules and regulations. And I know in modern society people do do that. You know, they have that kind of, this is how we work it. And that's, you know, sometimes marriage isn't necessarily filled with love as much as it is about a contract arrangement of how we work. And yet the benefit is we get to share a mortgage and uh, <laughs> probably not even share a bed sometimes. So relationships break down when often unspoken expectations aren't met. It's not always the spoken one, but the unspoken one. And often the unspoken expectations is what I would say are written down on your page. The page when it comes to that part of your life. I wonder what, what page you're on today. I wonder what page you're on. What do you think about, about these different areas? You know, do they fill you with excitement or do they fill you with dread? Yeah. Or is it just neutral? You know, when you think of your finances, are you filled with like, yes, I can't, I'm just, this is great, you know, where things are happening? Or are you more filled with dread thinking, oh gosh, I don't know what, you know, it's all going a bit downhill. Or maybe you're just neutral thinking, this is just the way it's always been. Yeah. I want to challenge a little bit of the neutral, even the dread, because... When, when, when we can get on the same page, I believe,
that there's excitement that can come into our life in these areas. Even though you might think, no, 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 not finances. Finances are never going to be good. Because it's all, I'm always in debt. I'm always struggling to make the, the mortgage or the rent. I'm always without, right? So you start to frame a page that says, I'm always in lack. I'm always without when it comes to finances. You see, I want to just talk real quick about the sh what shapes the pages that we see. Because the page that you're reading from, the page that you see, I don't believe is entirely down to just you and your thoughts. You see, there's your past and your history, your upbringing, your childhood, your friends, your families. And, you know, if left unchecked, some of these things, they can be great forces for good. But they can also be great forces for damage or also just kind of confusion when it comes to these areas of life. Even if we've had a good upbringing, sometimes the good can get in the way of the best because we just feel like, no, this is it. Yeah. Like my parents had an amazing financial situation or marriage or how they built their relationship and therefore we kind of we hold it a bit too dearly not realizing that sometimes there's something better in store that god's got for us yeah. but sometimes you have to let go of the good to get hold of the best cool. your past and history is a force that shapes the page that you're reading from the culture of society this is a big one like every day like we are in the culture of britain you know, we get affected, whether you accept it or not, from the TV that you read, the media that you see, the advertisements, the, everything that shapes our frame or our view of like, life. I still remember as a little kid, my, my reference point for relationships was James Bond. <laughs> like, it was like, looking at Pussy Galore and all of the characters, I was like, amazing. And so you have this idea that that's how relationships will be. Like, you know, clearly every vlog's a James Bond and every woman is a Bond girl. You know, as if that's kind of like normal. But you then start to create a framework when it doesn't happen like that. You're thinking, hold on, this isn't how it's going to work out. Like, hold on, she's just like, she said no. <laughs> or whatever goes on. And we start to have reference points. It's like EastEnders. My parents love EastEnders. I can't stand it. But they absolutely adore it. And they're like, they watch it religiously. And if you watch EastEnders, please, this is, this is great soap. My parents watch it therefore it must be good. Um, but you start, it's like drama. Everything's a drama. I mean, most dramas have drama. So I guess that's the nature of it, you know, whether it's... <laughs> Whatever, medical dramas. It's like we get used to drama and like life being like, oh, here! And it's like, woo! There's always something, you know, the little like phrase that's said wrongly. It's like, what did you say? If you're maybe slightly not English or British, but you know, a different. Wherever, you know, I was going to say American, but I didn't want to be racist or anything like that. Last time I said American, there was an American in the room and it all went out. But, um, you know, we have lots of things in culture that start to impact and shape the way we think. Our expectations have how we think we should be treated and how we should treat others. Um, when's your workplace? Where it's really negative, the environment, people are just always negative, having a downer about the boss or what's going on or like can't wait till you count down the minutes till five or whenever it is you finish. Whether, whether you spend lots of time with friends who are victimized, you know, they're constantly victims, victims, there's nothing that goes their way, it's the world against them. Nothing ever is in their favor and it's never their fault either. People who are you know, complaining about relationships, maybe people who have been through some tough things, but then they, they find others that are disenfranchised with relations, and then they get this kind of pocket of we're just going to be disenfranchised, negative about relationships. One of my favourite films is Jerry Maguire, and that bit obviously where, uh, you know, all the ladies are gathered together talking about how awful men are, they're disgusting, they're hurtful, they're dreadful, and then he walks through the door and it's like, it all changes, it's amazing. But if we're not careful, we've got to look at the culture that we're breathing in, the culture that we're in, and uh, it's not that we we can completely reject it, but we've got to be aware of it. The Bible talked about being renewed by the transforming of, being transformed by the renewing of yeah, your mind. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to be renewing our mind, 
making sure it's fresh with the truth and not necessary just with the culture that's getting thrown at yeah. us. Yeah. You see, even society has a set of constantly changing standards. You know, what you might think is trendy today is definitely not going to be trendy next year. And so really, when you try to fit into culture, it's a losing battle because you'll soon fit out or you'll soon push yourself out of the very culture if you don't keep changing. Society's standards are warped like that. They don't really, you know, at one point they can celebrate you, the next moment they can turn on you and pull you down. You know what? Another thing that kind of shapes, I believe, the page that we, we read from is a real and present enemy. You know, there's an enemy, and whether you believe today or not, I believe that there is Satan and, and, and his force of darkness that wants to kill, steal, and destroy your future. So he's there, not trying to fill you with hope or fill you with good thoughts of like what could happen and how to have a great relationship. No, he's doing the opposite. He is the one behind some of the force of culture and society that's saying it's never going to work out. It's, yeah. it's, you shouldn't even, you should just give up hope. You know, the enemy, his goal is to kill your dreams, to steal your hope and destroy your future. Yeah. And he doesn't give one, like he's ruthless. Like, you know, you think you might have a little bit of dignity or decorum, he doesn't. He just wants you out of the picture. And once you're out of God's picture, he'll leave you alone, he's happy with you. You know, he looks at trying to influence and damage God's creation. Yeah. You're, you know, ourselves as children of God, creating his image. And then lastly, we have our conscious decisions. You know, we make decisions sometimes that we just think, no, this is gonna be what I'm gonna believe, this is what I'm gonna write down on the page of my life when it comes to relationships or finances or parenting or, or church, faith, religion. And you know, we have, we're, we're all rebels. Like we're all sinners, but ultimately we are, we're basically rebels. Like we do not like being told what to do, even when we need that very thing that maybe is being offered to us. My favorite example is my son Eli, he is like, crazy emotion at the moment, but he, you know, he, if anything goes wrong, he's like, no, he might have banged his head, or he might be, you know, he wants like a, a lolly or something, and it's like, and he doesn't get the choice, or it's, I'm saying wait, and then he finishes dinner, and he's like, do you want it? And I was like, no, and he just wants to say no, because I've asked him a question. <laughs> you know, if I did reverse psychology, it would work perfectly, say, you don't want a lolly, do you? He'd be like, no, brilliant, here it is. But actually, what he does, is like, he actually wants it, but he keeps telling me no. Like, for me, you know, I forget what it's like to be a kid, and like, the emotions raging like that, but, it's nuts, I think even as adults, we're sometimes like that, where we are offered things and actually we're like, no, and you do want it. Like you want your friend's support, your friend's help, and they offer it, and you're like, no, I'm fine. Because we just, there's a pride inside of each and every one of us, a rebel that says, I can't give in, I can't be weak, whatever it is, yeah. but I'm gonna say no, even though that might be the very thing that you need, that you're, that you're after, and you want. Um, a guy called Henry, Henry David Thoreau said, events and circumstances have their origins in ourselves they spring from seeds which we have sown you know I believe that really the decisions we make in life are down to us like yeah. the decisions are like the steering wheel of our life you know we get to choose constantly throughout the day weeks months in the moments what we're gonna do and how we and, and that affects kind of the life we're in but we can change that we have a choice and today I believe we have a choice as well to change the page to consider the book of our life does not need to be static it doesn't have to be stuck in a moment, but we can turn the page, or we can even start a new one, a page that, has, that, a page that God, I believe, had in mind from the very moment you were conceived in your mother's womb. Yeah. You see, God has got pages for your life. Yeah. He's a destiny, a plan, and a purpose for your life. And, and, but, but like Dave said a number of weeks ago, he said, what are we gonna do with that plan? Yeah. And we have a choice. Very and here's the thing, the, the page that we can turn to is God's page, yeah. God's page. You know, when I look at the Bible from start to finish, it seems like God's trying to get his people, his creation, 
onto his page. Right? You even think like Adam and Eve. Like they set it out, create Adam, you know, get Eve on the picture as well. That's good. We're loving life. Set out the remit, you know, take dominion, multiply. I mean, what a great kind of remit. Like, you know, lots of sex and just take control, name all the animals, you know, and, and make stuff happen, build stuff, you know, create. It's like, this is great. No, no, any, any problems, no hard work or toil. It's just like enjoyable creation. That's how it was designed. It sounds amazing. But then there was another guy, Satan, who wanted to get him off God's page. And Adam and Eve were deceived. And they thought, you know what, maybe there's a better page I should jump onto. And they were deceived by the enemy, the, the, the evil one. And so, we, you know, even back then, Adam and Eve, later on, I mean, I always think, you know, how amazing would this be, right? You know, you have babies and called to multiply. And then you're thinking, you know what, they're not falling asleep, right? They're just not going to sleep. And you say, come on, lion, come over here, lie down. I just want you to just fall asleep and let my baby fall on your belly, because when you're purring, it just works. <laughs> you know, they didn't have hooves at that day and age. They didn't have, like, white noise. If anyone's had you and the sheep, that can, like, create things to get your babies to sleep, but it just somehow work. They had, like, creation at their control. Like, like, lions weren't like scary cats, they were actually like big, 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 big cats that they could like tame. Anyway, just a thought that came to my mind. Um, you know, then later on we've got like Noah, God's saying, I'm going to clear the page because it's just going a bit wrong, I'm going to start again with Noah. Later on he's bringing, he's got, he's got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarchs and the Israel nation, just, and he, he's saying, I'm choosing you, I've chosen you to, to form my people, you know, people that are going to be true to, to, to who I am. And so then it's Moses, and he writes the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments to try and keep the people on the page. And then Moses taking them out of, um, you know, th th through Egypt and, and, the, and, and into the, the Promised Land. But even then, he had to appoint, uh, you know, judges to help guide the people. You know, we had Samson, Ruth, different judges that were there to kind of keep the people on God's page. Then there were the kings, David. Saul, Solomon, that were there to try and keep people on God's page. And then after the kings, there were the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Habakkuk, all those characters, to try and tell people, get back onto God's page. Yeah. And then we have Jesus coming onto the scene to again reveal God Almighty so that we can get on his page, sending his Holy Spirit right at the end to live within us so we stay on the page. Everything when I read the Bible is God saying, come back to me, come back to me, get back onto my page. You see, your relationship with Jesus and God is at risk if you're on a different page. It's at risk. And what do I mean by that? You see, a page, um, you know, sometimes we have a page of God or an image of God where he should serve us. Like, you know, when things like, we, we do believe that God wants to bless our life, but sometimes we take it to the extreme thinking, when I've asked for that job and I didn't get it, God's now let me down. And now he's let me down, but I'm done with God. I'm done with Jesus, I'm done with this. And if we're not careful, because we have a different page, a different kind of identity of who God is, than who God actually is, yeah. we, can, we, we have a risk of that relationship getting damaged. You know, we don't always have, um, so I mentioned it earlier today, like that personal relationship with Jesus. So we've got the historical thing, it's like we have a rough idea of how God's gonna work, but then a personal thing is like dynamic. Yeah. Because you can't kind of box how God's gonna work in my life to how he's gonna work in your life, or how God's gonna, what God does for me is not actually what he's gonna do for you. Because a personal relationship is like unique, it's, it's totally, totally one of a kind. And that's like an awesome concept. You know, most Britons would say they have faith, they believe in a God, you know, they believe in God, they have faith in a higher being or something like that, but not necessarily a personal relationship. Yeah. The great news is, at later on, we get an opportunity to enter into a personal relationship. Yeah. 
That's like exciting. I remember a, a mate from, from years ago, it was a camp that I was doing in America, and uh, I remember like just being, it was at the start of really becoming a Christian. And I was blown away, stuff was happening, like I was praying for things, and it literally was like a slot machine, it was turning up, things were happening. And then later on, I remember it wasn't happening, this guy was just in the world, and he said, you know what, Andy? God wants to sometimes move you and mature you from your experience of who he is up until now. Because what he's done to you today has worked, but he wants to get you closer to him and not just rely on a miracle as if it was a slot machine. Because he doesn't want you to get obsessed with some sort of mechanism or, or kind of the end product. He wants you to get obsessed with him. Yeah. And actually, I can't tell you how to live exactly your relationship with Jesus, but what I can give you is some principles of how we can work that out. You see, once you're on God's page, there is no such thing as a no. I love that. <laughs> There's no such thing as a no. Because we're on God's page. Yeah. I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but in the Old Testament, there, you know, um, I think it was King David and, and uh, the, the prophet at the time, and, and it's almost like, ask whatever you like because God is with you. And that's how powerful it is. You know, when we're on his page and we want his kingdom to come, you know, we don't get disappointed in the sense of like, damn, we asked for something. It's like, it's a no. It's like, no, because we're, we're in alignment with God Almighty. It might not be a right now, but it's, he's like, I love this. He want, once we're on God's page, everything he says he wants to be a yes. I can see it in my own kids. Once they're on my page, I'm like, I want to just keep saying yes. I don't want to stop that. Yeah. It's when they get off my page and they start doing something stupid, I'm like, no. <laughs> right, the yeah. sweets are banned today. You are not watching TV. <laughs> right, we'll unplug this. We'll take that out. Uh, whatever it is. But God wants us to get on his page. Um, and you know what the reality is? He's already totally on your page. Yeah. He's totally obsessed with who you are right now yeah. as you stand. He's not waiting for you to get up to a certain standard or a certain level of anything. Like he, he, he is desperate to be on your page. Yeah. Yeah. And he is on your page. But what he wants, like any loving person does, is to, to journey with you together into a better future, into a better plan and purpose and destiny for our lives. Wow. It's amazing. It's like when we follow the Prince of the Bible, the principles of the Bible, life just starts to go that much smoother for us. Yeah. You see, once Jesus is the king of your life, if you, it's like you give him permission to lead, to reign, to protect, yeah. to bring peace, yeah. to bring you security, to bring purpose to our lostness, mm -hmm. to bring healing to our souls. Mm -hmm. The question I would ask you, or the challenge I want to put out to you today is, are you going to stick on your page, or are you going to get onto God's page? Yeah. Right? Are you going to stick to your page, or are you going to get on God's page? And that's a decision that we have to make. And it's not like a one-off decision either. Because the thing is, like I said earlier, relationships dynamic. A relationship develops and grows. And so God doesn't just want to kind of be repetitive in how he performs. Although he is totally unchanging. He is total constant. He is the rock that we can build our life upon. He is not like a robot, which if you do A equals, you know, some sort of formula equals B. He's yeah. not like that. He's, yeah. he's a relationship that keeps challenges, keeps asking us to take bigger right. steps of yeah. faith. Yeah. So it's not just like one step and then we're in. It's like, I mean, that is true. But then he asks us to keep stepping with us. Yeah. I keep thinking, like, I've done some big steps. You know, we've built a nursery with massive piles of debt and this, that, and the other. But surely now the step's finished. And I'm like, no. It just <laughs> keep going. Yeah. And they get bigger and more terrifying. But you know what? It also gets more exciting. Come on, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating, this relationship we have with God, because... It never gets dull because yeah. he keeps wanting to go into deeper waters for bigger influence, for bigger kind of possibilities, bigger miracles, bigger kind of displays of who he is in our yeah. life. It's exciting. You know, you don't want your wife that you meet on day one, well, actually, on day one to be the wife that you have in year 50. 
that you, you grow and mature together. There's something about that journey that develops yeah. and it's, it's exciting to be a part of. Yeah. You know, how do I know this? You know, that God doesn't, you know, he does, he reveals himself through his people, through revelation, but it's not all at once. It's like a treasure hunt. He finds joy in his children yeah. discovering the beauty of who he is and his character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when God, right in the Bible, right at the beginning, God was Elohim. Right? God, the judge, the creator, Genesis 1.1. Later on in Genesis 2, he was Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Then later on, he was El Elyon, the Lord Most High, High God, Genesis 14.8. Then later on in Genesis 15, he was Adonai, Lord and Master. This is a relationship where he's revealing himself at different points to his people. Yeah. Then he was El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, the all-sufficient one. Genesis 17, El Olam, the everlasting God, Genesis 21, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, in Genesis 22. He is developing, he's growing, he's sharing with us the, 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 the nature of who he is to his people. Yeah, yeah. Then he's Jehovah Rapha, not then, he, he is as, like he's, he's revealing to his people that he's the Lord that heals in Exodus. Then Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. Then Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Yeah. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. That's God. He's not yeah. static. He yeah. is constant, but he reveals the bigness of his character. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I can list all those names off, my question is, I wonder how many of those names we've experienced yeah. genuinely at first hand. Yeah. I haven't. I can tell you that right now. Jehovah Jireh, I have, right? Yeah. The Lord has provided in massive ways in our life. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. I can claim some of that. But you know what? I have not gone through the darkest valleys that some of you guys have walked through. Yeah. So I can't have the full extent of knowledge of that. Later on, we have Jesus coming onto the stage. Messiah. Yeah. You know, the way, the truth, the life, the prince of righteousness, the prince of peace. Yeah. He, was, he was revealing even more characteristics of who God was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're ever questioning what the page of your life, what page your life should be on, check the pages in the Bible. It's the book of life. Last week we were talking about being Bible-based. And that's the page that we want to get on. The pages that are in our Bibles. It's about being Christ-centered. Where Christ is at the center of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the one who came for you when you didn't even know him. He's the one who saved you from yourself. From your own brokenness, sin, shame, guilt, mistakes, errors. He lifts us up into a new life. Yeah. Breaking the power of sin over our life as well. So here's, here's the thing. I just want to wrap it up with. How do we get on God's page? So you've got your page. We looked at like how your page is being shaped by things. We've looked at God's page, but how do we get onto God's page? Here's the, probably the biggest one. If you, if you don't take anything else from today, take this. Don't presume your page is the right page. Don't presume your page is the right page. You see, pride presumes, but humility considers another point of view. My kids presume they know better. I mean, it's laughable in this context. In kids' church, it wouldn't be. They'd be like, no, we're right. But honestly, when I'm driving, going back to driving, Caleb frequently on a you know, single carriage, you know, Popton Road to school, is like, come on, Dad, go on the other side. Like, overtake, do this, go fast. I'm like, no, there's traffic, there's red car. You know, we can't just work according to what you want. But he's like, no, I can't. I'm like, Caleb, you don't even know how to drive. There's taxes, there's insurances. There's all sorts we need to work into place here. You don't know. And he's like, no, I do know. Honestly, he, he is. I mean, he's practically deluded. I mean, I'm maybe to see a doctor. Um, but you know what? I sometimes think, as, as we as adults can laugh at a little four, five, six-year-old, I wonder how God looks at us and thinking, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. let go. Yeah, let yeah. go of that page. Yeah. It could never happen. Like, you don't understand. There's Brexit coming up. Did you know that? No. There's Brexit. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we don't know what could happen. I think, you know, the job. 
My boss would never agree to that. You know, the people in my work, they'll never come to church. You know what, my wife, she just doesn't, she's not like that. She would, you know, we can't work in that way that you guys work. What is the pages that we cling on to for dear life? That God's looking as the heavenly father at his children. Bear in mind, we are children. I know we're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s even. I don't know if you've worked out how old God is. (laughs) He's eternal. The percentage doesn't exist. It's like you are no point, one percent or even that of how old God is. So in terms of his wisdom and the height at which he is and that his ways are so much higher and his thoughts are so much higher, they really, really are. And yet we have a habit to think because of society that once we hit 18, we're an adult, we're responsible. People can listen to me. I can be a leader. I can do all sorts. It's like, no, no, no. Maybe you can, but we've got to be careful because pride gets in the way of considering another point of view. Maybe he's waiting for us to let go. Here's another thing, read the Bible. So It's so easy to say it, and I appreciate that, but maybe find a translation that you can dial into. Find a, a version, even if it's like an audio version of it. You know, things like the message is an easier translation of Bible to kind of first get to grips with. There's the Passion Translation, the New Living Translation. Yeah. If it's got new in, maybe it's newer. You know, don't go to King James at the start, unless you like Shakespearean English. Yeah. Um, make the environment enjoyable, make the experience enjoyable. Yeah. It's a hard, it, I, I, it's tough getting into a habit of reading the Bible. I start by going into town, ta- like booking a time out where I'd go in and have a coffee in town, just me, without kids, without wife, and without <laughs> anyone else, <laughs> uh, except the people sat around. And I'd read the Bible with a, the most expensive coffee that money can buy. So that's the time I'm gonna get the best coffee, right there. Yeah. So I enjoy, I'm building in a thing where I want to then go back to reading my Bible. I don't, I don't pretend that it's easy, but it's, it's where truth is. Yeah. It's where like the principles that God's saying, come on, get on this page, and life will just go in such a better direction. Pray to Jesus. Pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you. Prayer is simply communication, talking to Jesus. You can do it anywhere, at any time. When I was a, a student, I used to go around the, 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 the river. Well, first it was like one of the fields near the biology department, because that's where I studied. And then it was, when I moved out of Halls, it was by, around the river. Then when I went to Aiken, it was around Hobmore. In Rawcliffe, it was around the lake. In the, where I am now, it's around a field nearby. It's like, it, I don't go too regularly. Usually it's when things are going wrong, but I think I, I, need, I need to get out there. I need to have some time just talking things with God. And it's not so much about like, I've got a shopping list of things. I mean, we do, all of us, but, it's, it, prayer is not about kind of a, anything about finding shopping list as much as about God being able to minister into our, our lives and align ourselves back to Him yeah. and be reminded by His Holy Spirit that don't worry, I've got this. Mm. You're not alone. Yeah. I've not abandoned you. I've not forsaken you. Yeah. It might look dreadful the circumstances and the finances and the relationships and your children that are off on the, you know on on one, but I've I've got certain things. Listen to me. Listen to the whisper of His of His voice. Yeah. Listen to and consider leaders in the church. Controversial, I know. <laughs> Listen to Lee. What? But they're younger and they don't know anything. Look at their lives. Wherever, wherever you are, God appoints leaders. God watches how we treat the people He has put over us. I love it because even if the leaders are wrong, I am one of the wrong leaders at times, not all the time. <laughs> but there are times I get it wrong. But you know what? God looks at how you treat and respect and honor, even in my wrongness. Because yeah, yeah. God sees it all. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, he, he's not really going to start promoting smart Alex and smart something else. But mm-hmm. what he is looking at is who's going who's gonna to be a strength to their leaders. In Hebrews 13, 17, it says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. 
There's a weight on leaders. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. You know, it's so much better when you come proactively to leaders rather than reactively. What do I mean by that? Like you come before you fall in a ditch rather than I'm in a ditch, help get me out. Yeah. It's a lot easier to steer the vehicle before it kind of goes off the road entirely than when it's actually crashed. And we will help wherever needed, but it is so much easier and better when it comes before the crash happens. You know, listen and consider people who are further on. You know, God uses people. Flip me, marriage and staying together. Barry and Anita, 50 years. Yeah. Do you know what? God uses people who've got experience in that area. He doesn't, you know, in the Bible talks, some people say, oh, well, he can use a donkey. Yeah, he can use a donkey when there's no decent people around. But there's plenty of decent people when it comes to the things that we're interested in yeah. that we can start to glean wisdom from. Yeah. Books, uh, podcasts, audio books, you know, are a great resource. Yeah. You know, you can download someone's 30 years of, like, experience in an area into, like, how many hours it takes, six hours, I don't know, to read a book or 20 yeah. hours. But it's still decades on the pages of a very short book. Yeah. It's, it's powerful what you can yeah. pour into your life. And then finally, listen to people who lead and manage you at work. You might think, my work, my boss, my people I work with, they're, 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 I shouldn't be listening to them. If you heard them, you, wouldn't, you, you would know. Romans 13 one says, let everyone be subject to the governing, governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. You know, sometimes we think that where we are is like a mistake. And actually God's saying, no, sometimes you're right where I want you. Yeah. Because you're there to influence and be salt and light to the people around you. Yeah. You're, you're there to just completely roll over your boss where you think, I know you're a Christian, I know you don't believe, but somehow you seem to be so respectful despite my, my uh, uh, abuses or kind of offensive comments that I throw at you. You, you remain strong and, and clear and you still serve the company and you serve me no matter what. Like that stands out in any organization. Psalm 75 verse 6 says, For promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and he sets up another. Promotion comes from God. Bear that in mind. Work as if working to the Lord. Yeah. You see, it's down, to each and every, it's down to each of us as individuals to get on the same page, to get on God's page. He's not going to force that on us. There's sometimes circumstances that kind of, it's the pain. And if you've got pain in your life, I want you to suggest that maybe that's God trying to say, Consider the page that you're on. Consider the page that you're reading. Because pain is a great tool to move you away from that pain and think and reconsider, am I doing what I should be doing? Am I doing what's right? You know, he's not going to force a personal relationship with us. That's up to us. It's in our hands. But here's the thing. I just want to finish on this. When we are on God's page, we can dominate, overcome, prosper, be victorious in any situation, in any location, against any opposition at any time. Yeah. Yeah. That was that, that little passage, not passage, but it was yeah. a, a quote from the top. And I changed it. Rather than being, being on the same, rowing in the same direction, but being on God's page, we can dominate. There's nothing that can overcome you because you're more than conquerors. Yeah. You can overcome whatever it is that's coming against you. You can prosper even when finance is going in reverse. You might not realize that, but even in bad situations, you can prosper because you know that God has got you and you can start to see the path that he's leading you out of the debt or out of the hole or out of the ditch that you're in. 
That's prospering. Prospering is not just being the millionaire, it's in the process of becoming who God's got you to be. It's not being that perfect person or Mr. Right, Mrs. Right. It's the process of knowing I'm on it. And that's why I said earlier, if if these areas don't fill you with excitement, reconsider what page you're on. If you're just neutral about your finances, consider what God's got for you on that page. Because I guarantee when you're on God's page, life's exciting. That area becomes exciting. That area of parenting that you're fearful of, of how the kids are going to turn out, that becomes exciting when you're on God's page. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go perfectly into a bed of roses. But that area, when, we, when we've got God's thought, God's principles, and God's word on it, it becomes something that excites us, energizes us, rather than that puts fear and doubt. Yeah. I have to remind myself of these things all the time, because I'm like, we can be victorious in any situation, in any location, against any opposition, at any time. Ultimately, the war is won by Jesus. It's up to us to claim the victory in our lives. It's, it's, in, it's in our hands. And so I encourage you, I, 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 I would you know, practically beg you to keep building that personal relationship with Jesus. Don't just rely on what you hear on a Sunday or a, a, a Monday or what you glean from dinner pies. That's brilliant. But also that personal relationship, that's what's going to anchor you in your unique circumstances, your unique valleys that you're going to walk through, which other people, we're great at being a, a, a community, but the community just by itself won't be strong enough. Jesus is the only one who's strong enough. And then we strengthen that as the community of believers together. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.